0: Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios at Silverbridge Ranch in the Northwoods of Wisconsin, which is the home of not only Silverbridge Ranch, but it's also the campus of Nicolay Bible Institute, which is a one year Bible college program that we host here. That Dave's a professor, teacher, whatever they call him these professor. days. Professor.
1: Wow, that that sounds so impressive.
0: A, impressive professor.
1: Yes. I can say that five times. No, fast. I won't, but that but, does uh, sound impressive. But it's a great
0: uh, opportunity to uh, take a year to get established in. Um, not only learning more about who God is, but really establishing your own walk with God. It gives you the, the nice foundational classes, I would say, that would um, help you understand who you are in your relationship with God. Help you understand the Bible as a whole, the redemptive story, but then how it actually relates to your practical life. Right thus giving you a great foundation and then to launch into whatever area of life you want to go into. Not necessarily just ministry-driven, right. but it could be anything. And um, it's a great small atmosphere. You get to come up and hang out with goofs like us because we like to joke around too. It's right. Fun. And,
1: you know, it's interesting because colleges are going through a, a struggle right now Yeah, with attendance. There's several colleges that have closed or mm-hmm. they've adapted different ways to do things, whether online or whatever else it might be, because... The numbers of young people wanting to go to college is, is severely dropping. Yeah. So why do you think that is?
0: Uh I think it's a variety of reasons. I think the cost of college is Absolutely. is out of reach. I think that um I think the mentality sometimes with this generation is well, I don't really want to work, so why would I go to college? Right. Um, I think for some it's like, well, I could just sit and play video games and make money. Yeah. You know, I think it, it depends. And you know, you and the other thing
1: is, is, and I've seen some, that they realize that I I can get into the trades, which really needs people.
0: And it pays well.
1: And it pays you well. You know, and that's the other
0: thing is if you're going to show up on time and work hard, I mean, you can go far these days.
1: Yeah. So I, th- I think young people are actually seeing that, and I think that they need to yeah. understand that there are things in life where you don't need a four-year college degree.
0: Yeah, or the debt that comes along with it. Yeah,
1: and and maybe the debt isn't worth it, so you got to look at it on both sides. And I think they're starting to, realizing that, Yeah. you know, I can be an electrician, a plumber. I can be somebody who works on um, computer programming, even possibly. Yeah. And, and I still think if you want to be a part of a specific career, to go to somebody who holds the position that you have, yeah. that you would like one day, I mean. And they already have it. And just say, what do I need to do to get here?
0: Absolutely. And
1: if they tell you you need four years of college, then maybe you need four years of college. You know, I don't know, because I don't know what position you're talking about. But if, if you come to me and I'm a master welder, I'm probably not going to tell you to go to college. Now, I might. I might tell you to go to trade school for a year, Yeah. you know, kind of thing. I'm not sure what I would do, but that's why you need to go to those people and ask them what needs to be done. Uh, and I would suggest not spending $50,000 a year on something you may not need.
0: Yeah. And I would fully agree with that. Yep. And that's, that's where here at Nicolay Institute it makes it unique because it's, it's affordable. Um, it really, what you're learning is, is more something that would help establish you and your walk with God. Absolutely. You know, and, and then if you go to trade school and it, give, it helps fill that year, you know, cause we get a lot of students that come out of high school. And so it helps you kind of figure out what independence look like looks like as well right. you know, being away from your parents and all that so it, it serves a lot of factors yeah, it um, and it's within a safe fun you know environment um, and yeah. you get to, to hang out with with people like us
1: that's right you know and I would tell you that you really need to spend a year doing what we've designed the Nicolet Bible Institute for is exactly uh, the idea that you need to learn certain things no matter what profession you go into in yeah. life if you're going to be a stay-at-home mom all your life I'll tell you what you need to know how to serve. You need to know God. You need to know uh, what a relationship with God looks like and with other people and and you can learn that at Nicolay Bible Institute. If you're going to be the president of the United States, you need to know God. You need to know what a relationship looks like and Nicolay Bible Institute does that. So I really hope that people that are listening will uh, will take time to consider Nicolay Bible Institute. You can find more information at nicolaybibleinstitute.org or Org.
0: Yep, or go to silvertranch.org and scroll down to the bottom. You can get a link there as well. Okay. Or check us out on social media and Facebook. Um,
1: now, why do we have so many different ministries associated with this place?
0: You know, it, it, it's just we're we're just a, an avenue to get people connected with God. Okay. That's really our hope, you know. And so, you know, here at Silver Ranch, you know, yes, we have the main campus here, which we do— Youth camps, family camps, men's retreats, ladies' retreats. We do especially this weekend when we have scrapbookers. Yeah. I was walking over and, man, they have tons of stuff that
1: they like to scrapbook with. Absolutely.
0: Um, We do father-daughter, mother-son. Not mother-son. We should do a mother-son.
1: I think we have in the past, but I'm I'm not sure. But I think think we have, but someone that can remember that needs to tell me.
0: And we just, um, I mean, we have even a second location where we're trying to help, whether it's Youth groups come and do life together or life groups. Um, that, that location is the Northwoods Retreat. There's a lot of exciting things going on over there. Um, so really our hope is for people to- So we're to building
1: a new building over there. We are. And what is the building? The lo- building what is it for? Yeah,
0: it's an addition to our lodge. And so when we acquired the land, um, the property years ago, the, the lodge itself that stood there was kind of old and dilapidated, just wasn't taken care of, so we had to tear it down. And there, there was a part of it that we were able to, to, to keep- but what really we need uh, needed over there was a meeting room, dining room, canteen. For those of you who have been to camp before, like, those are kind of some key aspects, um, central, you know, points. And so... Um, since it was a need, we felt led to, to go ahead and pursue that. And so we're in the midst of building that addition to the lodge. And that's hopefully, Lord willing, going to be done by May in time for the summer. And so we have some youth groups signed up to come and enjoy that. You know, the unique thing about the Northwoods Retreat in comparison to silver Ranches, Silver Ranches is, is the, big, the big kahuna. In other words, you come, you know, whether it's during family camps or during the summer, there's, there's hundreds of other people. The Northwoods Retreat is located on 11 acres next to the Wolf River. And so when we have youth groups come, it's only one youth group at a time. Or when we have life groups come, you know, if you're a part of a life group at your church, you know, bring all four or five families and you can have the facility to yourself. And it allows for discipleship to take place. Um, it's more intimate, it's more intentional and that's really what we want to do is we want to come alongside, not just to expose people to Jesus, you know, which is kind of what we do here at main camp. You know, we've always encouraged kids who to invite their friends to camp so that they can meet Jesus and go home and and do life together. But really we're trying to offer a space now where even, you know, more deeper things can happen and that, that can happen over at the Northwoods retreat.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and it's fun to see what God is doing over there. So I encourage you to check out northwoodsretreat.org, um, or like I said about Nicolet Bible Institute, just go to silverrichranch.org and scroll to the bottom. You'll see all of the umbrella ministries yep. that we have here connected with Silver Rich Ranch. It's exciting to see all that, that God is doing in and through this place. And, and, I, and I
1: encourage here. people, when you come up and you participate with us, ask some of the staff members the story of God's provision. Because this place is is one story of how God has worked through the last 56 years of providing the needs so that people can come to a place like this where it's about knowing Christ and making Him known. There's no way that we should exist apart from the miracles of God and His His great provision for us. So, uh, ask for the stories. In fact, one fun thing is we had a, a guy that came up to our men's retreat and he was uh, just interested in what was going on here. He retired to the area into Green Bay, and uh, he's a writer. And after he was done, he contacted me and said, you know, I think somebody should be writing the history of how God's worked at camp. And so now he's trying to write the history of of how things work here at camp. So if we ever get that book done, we'll let people know. Because the whole goal of it would be to see how God has worked through the years. Um, From somebody who started a ministry many years ago who said, I've got this idea that we could use this land to know Christ, to make Him known, to help the church develop leaders, to help evangelize. I, we could use this land for that. Yeah. And um, and now we've seen it happen yep. uh, in many respects. Uh, so I encourage people, go to the website, not only for that, but I also want to encourage people, we've talked about this before, but I think we can just touch on it again. Okay. If you have young people in your family, they should be excited about coming to camp during the summer, Yeah, bringing a friend, and perhaps you can come as their counselor mm-hmm. so they can have an example of what it looks like to go live with kids and, and share uh, Christ with them in a camping situation where you're horseback riding, having all these fun relational things together, and then also having that moment where you can talk to them about their spiritual condition. Uh, and they want to listen to you because you have a relationship with them.
0: Yeah, and, and let me touch on that for a second, Dave, because I think there's a, this... Um kind of not misnomer is that the right word sure like you know misunderstanding when it comes to to counselors you know and i've heard this before it's like well i'm sending my kid to camp that way they can get a counselor and then come back and have fun like they see me all the time well what we want to do is is when we look at counselors we love for whether it's youth group leaders small group leaders or even parents to come and be the counselors and here's why they come to camp and that adult has can do life Uh, with these students in a cabin for four, five, six days at a time. And, you know, God has built us to be relational. And so through the relational fun that happens, it breaks down walls and barriers and allows conversations to happen. And you get a glimpse into what God is doing in the lives of these students that are in your cabin. But then camp ends, you know, and if we were just to have random people counseling these people, then that relationship would just end and we'd send them home and nobody would have any idea of what God did while they were here at camp. But the unique thing, and this is why we love partnering with churches, we love partnering with parents, is that if that that adult, that, that counselor in the cabin actually knows these students, then they could take what's happened at camp back home with them and continue that journey and continue the growth and the encouragement that they need because we all know that, that our walk with God is an everyday thing, that we go through ups and downs and that we need um, to learn and grow and we need the people in our life to encourage us to ask us the hard questions. And so, you know, for, for many parents, if you think, oh, you know, I, I don't want to be that, that parent that just goes along. Well, we need some of you to do that because it's important and it's vital. And so what better way if, you're, if your son or daughter says, hey, can I bring a bunch of friends to camp? Why not jump on board with that and be a counselor with them? Right. We'll, we'll train you. We'll make sure that you're equipped for that week. But then, after camp, you'll come home, and now you'll have a deeper relationship—not only with them, but you'll be able to to coach them, encourage them in their walk with God. Yep. And so that's that's why it's so important is, is that is that we want those connections to happen because then it goes beyond camp. Like I said, our goal here is is to know Christ and to make Him known, and and that's that's the bigger vision of what we what we love yep. to see and, and happen.
1: You know, I did that in college. I did that um, as as uh, a young, married man and so much so and i saw so much fruit in the lives of young people that one day i said i have to live up here and do it full time yeah i mean that's what drove me here was the fact that i saw so many young people come to christ in fact this morning in our nicolay bible institute class uh, we had some testimonies being given and i realized one one young man gets up and he says you know, uh, I came to Christ when uh, Dave spoke when I was a camper, and, and I'm thinking, well, you know, I mean, now he's in college and he's here for a year to learn the Bible. Another one got up, and I remember his dad being here as a kid and coming to Christ. Another girl got up, I remember her mom being here and coming yeah. to Christ as a kid. I'm at that age where I can look back now and say, oh my goodness, I remember your parents as kids who came to Christ here. Yeah, and and I keep thinking, where would you be? Where? You know, I see how camp's been used through the years, and, uh, and I keep getting rededicated to its purposes because it, it has such a powerful impact for those who actually take advantage of it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I encourage people to take advantage of that. And not only that, if I'm a parent, I would send my high school young person up here for at least two, three, four weeks in the summer to work just to go up there and work for nothing. And I would tell them that's part of the, the plan. i want you to learn to serve and i want you to learn to develop skills in different areas and do whatever you're asked to do and and we do that as well uh high school young people can come up volunteer their time and they'll be in a situation where they'll be mentored and they get to work hard and even if i had a son or daughter in college or that age and they were going to take the summer off i'd say don't take it off go up to camp go up to camp and serve for a summer and be in a leadership position where you can learn to use your skill in your life in a way that helps others see Christ. And we do all that. So go to the website org and try and uh, scroll to any of those things you want. And, and it, it's all there. Spend some time on our website and try and figure out what we're all about and how we can serve you and how you can partner with us.
0: Yeah. And, and if you've never been here before, I encourage you just to try us out, you know, with the world that continues to get busy Why not take a break from your electronic device or binging the latest TV show and come for a weekend, come for a week, you know, like, like Dave just said, even if you, if you know a college student or have a college student or know a high school student or whatever it is, you know, I remember being in high school and this is, you know, predating, you know, smartphones and all that um, is, you know, as soon as there's only so much you could do during the summertime, you know, and uh, I'm. As soon as I was out of school, I came up here for the entire summer. Why? Because it was fun. You know, yes, I worked my tail off, but, you know, I look at those years and, man, I I couldn't even think of what else I would have done if I was back at home. You know, well, a lot of people say, well, they need a job and get paid. It's like, you know what? If there's anything that I would want my—I have three sons. And if there's anything that I would want my sons to learn is to learn how to serve. Yep. First and foremost. You know, if there's one thing I've known is that God will provide in one way or another— Um and and I'd rather them learn how to serve and to work hard, um and to be selfless first and foremost. Yeah. Um, if they can learn that, that would be invaluable. Absolutely. And and that's something that can happen here at camp. And and that's why even a lot of people that have been to camp before, or even in your generation, Dave, and even my generation, and even my generation, I start to see the kids now coming back to camp of people that were my age. Yeah. You know which, it, and, and, and why? Because of those things, because, you know, now people my age are parents and they saw it as valuable, yep. especially in a world where that, 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 that value of service, um, and, and, and hard work is, is harder to come by.
1: Absolutely. You know, I, uh, as I go around camp and I see God's provision, it comes in all different ways. I mean, there are people that give resources to have us, uh, do what we do. There are people that, um, Really saw we needed a studio and and built the studio we're sitting in right now and yeah. and, and basically gave that to us. um I, I was talking to a couple guys that were up here who are brothers who are electricians that were up here and we're building a brand new dorm for the men for Nicolay Bible Institute for next year. And uh the walls are all up, the roofs on, you know that kind of thing. I don't think the roof is finished; it's on there, and they gotta put the shingles or whatever else yeah. they put on there to finish it, but. Uh, these two electricians came up and they they poured themselves into the building and finished all the electrical work in the building yeah and uh, one of their questions they had for me it wasn't really a question or comment was more where are the younger tradesmen where are they because these guys are retired and they came up and did it and and possibly the answer there is well they're retired so okay. they have the time to come up and and pour into it but if I look back on it this same electrician for the past, 30 years Mm
0: -hmm. has come up. Made time.
1: And he's made time to come up and help us get the electrical things done. Now, you don't learn that by being self-centered. You learn that by going and doing those kinds of things and participating. Now, this time he brought his brother, and the two of them worked together. They had a great time. They served God together here. Both of them were campers here as kids, Mm. you know, at some point. And they're giving back now by coming up and, and just helping us on that side. I I think that all of us need to look at the organizations that God has put into our lives and think, what can I do to help them be what they should be? Yeah. What skills or talents have I been given to, to share uh, with them? You know, I am i even thinking as I think of uh, young people that are all over the world, whether you you know the children you can sponsor or the, the whatever else it might be. To think in your brain, what can I do to use the resources God's entrusted me with to help the gospel get out? Yeah. You know, right now I'm working with um, our students with Voice of the Martyrs, where we're trying to to raise money and get Bibles into Iran. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of thing. Well, who knows how many, in, and who knows what's going to happen actually there. But the whole idea is, let's do what we can do. Yeah. Let's not run from things, but let's do what we can do and trust that God will use uh, the resources we have to try and reach people for Him. And uh, camp's always been an exciting part of that. So I would love to see more young people involved. In fact, I'd like to see it go the opposite. I'd like the world to come here and look at us and say, what are you doing? Because you have plenty of people here to work and help. Yeah. And the rest of the world, you know, uh, Walmart can't find enough workers and, and whatever else. You fill in the blank, whatever the store might be. But you find enough. So how do you get there? Yeah. You know, kind of thing.
0: And I think that'd be great because one of the cool things, and you've said this time and time again, is you walk around these grounds, everything has a story. Yeah. You know, and, the, and and a lot of times there's no names or, or associated with it. You know, most of the people come. It's like, no, I just want, I want this to be the place it was for me when I was younger. Yep. Yeah. Why? Because that's what we're here for. We want people to see Jesus. Absolutely. You know, and, and what better place to do it? Yep. And, and, and the impact that you have, you know, I think back to the summer where we had over 2,600 students come and easily a quarter of them in one way or another, either for the first time or recommitted their life to Jesus. Right. And that's just during the summertime, Dave. We're open year round and we have retreats every weekend with hundreds of students, hundreds of adults. And even in those weekends, you know, changes happen and relationships start or relationships are deepened with Jesus. Yeah. And and that's time and time again. And so God is using this place and it blows me away and it humbles me in, in seeing that. And I think sometimes within our culture, we get so used to doing the day-to-day life that we don't look for ways that we can be a part of an impact. Yep. Um, and so if you're in a situation where, where it's like, man, God just hasn't called me to ministry per se, that's totally fine. You can still have an impact. You know, that's what I want people to understand. It's just because you might never come to camp that you might not be, um, the one that has the time to do it there's there's ways for you to have an impact um, in this place. Um, and so I encourage you to partner partner with and it doesn't have to be us partner with with some sort of opportunity that that impacts the world for jesus's kingdom
1: yep you know it's it's interesting that, that some have said, well you know I can't physically come or whatever you can pray for us yeah and and really think about and ask God to, to help us be the place that we should be to reach the young people of our country with the message, the precious gospel of the message. And if you pray, I'll, I'll encourage you. We have four areas that we love you to pray for. You know, the first one is that you pray that we're effective at knowing Christ and making Him known. We're, we're really not a YMCA camp. Now, I'm not against YMCA camps, by the way, but we're not one of them. Yeah. You know, our purpose is to know Christ and to make Him known. That's our purpose. So you can be praying that all the way through the years that that remain our purpose and our focus, that somehow every young person that comes to these grounds gets to see who Christ is, gets challenged with the love of Christ, and can understand and respond to him. So if, if that happens, then we're doing our job, regardless of the shape of the buildings and all the other stuff that we have. Uh, the second thing that I would ask you to pray for, which, which I'm really concerned about in our nation, is that we're a safe place. Yeah. Um, Safety is tougher and and of course I mean physical safety when you ride horses you don't want people falling off and getting broken arms or legs or anything that, that that's not part of what we want to do uh, we still want to give them the experience of horses we just don't want the accident so we're going to have you know wear helmets and do certain things that we have to do to regulate things. Physical safety is certainly something that we want you to pray for think of all the kids that are here in the summer that go swimming and and take advantage of the lake or go in the Wolf River and take advantage of that or on the zip lines or on the horses. Um, there's so many opportunities for people to actually be injured, and our goal is never to have that happen. Yeah. So how do we as a ministry stay to where there's there's a, a line of safety. You you actually go up to the line but you don't go over it. And and so we need wisdom and we need God's protection in that. But we're also in this day and age praying that God protect us from all kinds of other dangers that are out there. There's so many young people now that come here that have been abused in some way or another. Mm-hmm. There, there's there's all kinds of sexual devi- deviancy that goes on out there in the world in, in which we live. There's there's all kinds of hatred and, and, and there's all kinds of bullying that goes on. You know, c- we pray that the grounds at Silverbird Ranch will remain a safe place in every way. Yeah, even spiritually, where people understand God's love. And, and his grace and his mercy. We want this to be the safe place for people. Uh, I have this little vision in my head of a young person maybe leaving on a bus and looking back at the campgrounds and thinking, and maybe not even thinking it through that much, but saying, boy, there was something different here. I felt safe. Yeah, I felt wanted. I felt like I'm supposed to feel mm-hmm. while I'm at a place. And you know, years ago, a guy even wrote a book on this. Years ago, there was a young man here who had that. He heard the message at high school camp all week on the way home he put his trust in Christ. He didn't put his trust in Christ while he was here. Mm. He came back the next summer, and he's gone on to be a very successful business person and and uh, actually wrote a book about his experiences. And, and on the back cover, sent me a book one day with no other explanation. And on the back cover, I read Silver Birch Ranch in there. And, and uh, it, he accredits a lot of his success in life to the fact that he came here as a high school kid and understood it was a safe place. And if I tell you the rest of his story, his, he wasn't in a safe place. Mm. But this was the contrast for him. Yeah. So it, it, you can pray that we remain safe. The third thing that we really want to do is remain fun. Uh, that's the relational side that Jason talked about before. Uh, We need to have adults uh, horseback ride, uh, shoot archery, do zipline, go swimming, go on the wheel forever with kids, and just enjoy and laugh and have new experiences and that kind of thing, because it's all relational, so it builds that. And and the last thing that we really want is affordability. Yeah. Um, We never want to ever say no to a child because they can't afford to come. Absolutely. Uh, In fact, if you were to come here, one of the very distinctives of our place is that we don't charge for horseback riding. We don't charge for any of the activities except for the consumables, which would be they want to buy a pizza. You know, they, they need to buy a pizza. Yeah. Uh, or if you're in one of our adult groups, we do have um, uh, a gun range where we do skeet shooting yeah. and, and that kind of thing. So you're using shotgun shells and, um, and are there any other consumables? Do they do paintball? Do they pay for paintball?
0: Uh, During the summer, we cover the cost of that. Okay, so that that, yep, and then during the year, depending on it, then it's and it's very minimal. Okay, you know, but yeah.
1: And again, the goal is you have people come up to camp, and you you realize that you know they're different financially. Some come up and they're very poor. Some come up and they have plenty, and you don't want that dividing line here. You want everyone here to to feel in the same category. They're all loved by God the same. And so you want to erase that so we don't charge. And if you look at uh, what other camps may charge, you see that that could be a real business opportunity if we would. But we've chosen not to do that. So uh, be praying for us. Those four areas, uh, that we remain effective, that we remain safe, that we remain fun, and that we remain affordable. And then if if God puts it on your heart to help us in any of those ways, we'd we'd see God in, in that provision. So we're thankful for that. How long have you been at camp?
0: I've been here eleven years now, in a full eleven capacity. full-time years. Eleven full-time years, eleven and a half. But
1: and you came as a kid. What year? Uh,
0: well, I, after uh, so Berta was your dad's secretary right. back in the day. Uh, after she passed away, they were going through her stuff, and 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 somebody found an old registration form from family camp in nineteen eighty-six. Okay. And it was my dad's handwriting. It said Jason, six months old on it. So there I've been coming go. ever since I was six months right. old. So, but no, I came to youth camps as soon as I was old enough. I volunteered as soon as I was old enough and then summer staff. So I grew up coming
1: here. So if you keep staying here like this, you'll you'll be here longer than I would because I didn't come here when I was six months old. Oh, there you now, go. I've, been, I've you. been in camping all my life. I've yeah. been it somewhere. Yeah. Um, but not here because camp was actually started in uh, when I was 12. Sure. So that's. Uh, how long I've been here since I saw. Oh, so you actually got here earlier than me. So you have different experiences. Yeah. However, I I still remember uh, my counselors from from an early age that were here and part of our life and and uh, I'm so thankful for those people that came in those early years because there was nothing but a dream here. Yeah. When you look at what was actually offered. Mm-hmm. But if you go back in that time period, there was something sacred about roughing it. Yeah. Um, no matter what camp it was back then, the Christian camps were a lot more rugged than they are today. Today we're a little bit more comfortable. A touch, yeah. You know, well, some might say that our mattresses could use some improvement. But, <laughs> uh, but it is. It, 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 back in those days, it wasn't unusual for camps not to have their own electricity. They had to have a generator, and they cut it off at a certain time. They only had outhouses. We've come a long way since those days. But honestly, I do miss those days. They had their own little struggles that made— camp what it really was. Yeah. And the camp's a little bit more comfortable today. So.
0: Yeah. But, you know, things have to change and, and that's where you hang on to it. But the cool thing is that looking back over all those years, we can see God's faithfulness. Absolutely. And we could see the impact that was had. Even like you said, you can think back at the counselors that you had, however many years ago that is. And that mm-hmm. shows the impact that you can have in this place. So unfortunately, I I just, uh, we can go on and on, but our time is out. I thank you for joining us. And if you're interested at all, I encourage you to head over to silvertranch.org and check out all the opportunities that we have here, or even just check out to see what God is doing. But for now, this is Jason and Dave here on Younger and Older. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.